Thursday, January 4, 2024. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Today, we're going to be continuing in our series, Immigration Part 4. Today, we're going to be giving the remedy. The remedy is right here. I'm going to be writing it down and showing you what's going on. Lord willing, we'll cover the details. The Epstein list came out. I took a poll of people who follow and watch what I do and asked if they would rather talk about the Epstein list or the illegal immigration, and they said immigration. So uh, we may talk about Epstein later. That doesn't mean that it's not important, but what I want to do is I want to focus on um, what the people want and what the people are looking at, which is remedy for illegal immigration. To put things into context, I want to begin with the Bible. Today we're going to be starting with Proverbs chapter 4, 1 through 8, King James Version. Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding, for I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law, for I was my son, for I was my father's son, tender, and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also, and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline the words of my mouth, forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. God is very clear. Remember what he says and go after what he says. Be very diligent in your pursuit of wisdom. Get wisdom. Use your money. Spend your time. Make your efforts. Direct your focus. Do all that you can to get wisdom. Now, of course, that begins with believing and obeying the gospel of Jesus Christ. And now that you are in Christ, whenever you've believed the gospel, whenever you've confessed your sin or confessed Christ, whenever you've repented from your sins and been baptized in the name of, the, of Jesus Christ, you are in his church, his one church. And now that you are in the church, you're supposed to be using his wisdom, pursuing his wisdom. One of the things in this series that we've been focused on is removing bad parasite knowledge. This is the visualization that I've been using. The idea is that the bee had a parasite in the bee. It didn't look like there was a parasite, but the parasite was there nonetheless, and you had to stop what the bee was doing and physically extract from the bee the parasite. Our knowledge is parasitic. We've learned from public schools, we've learned from a godless society, we have a clickbait culture, a power epistemology. These types of things bombard through our eyes and our ears for the key terrain of our mind, which is the prize of the soul. Because of this, our thinking is not ordered. Ordering this topic, I want to get to the Biden border crisis. This is what the news uh, the, the news, Fox News, was saying back in December. Watch this. Biden's border crisis setting a sad and scary all-time record. A stunning 276,000 migrant encounters in the month of December alone. 
the most ever for a single month, and we still have a few days to count. In Biden's administration, there will be over 12 million illegals invading this nation. 12 million. That's massive. That's, that's larger than many states, including Oklahoma. And so whenever we look at the number of illegal aliens entering this nation, this is absolutely a crisis. But because of our parasite thinking, we have not understood how to do anything about it. In fact, one of the parasites in our brain is we can only rely on government or we have to use guns. Somewhere, it's forced, this idea that you have to compel people to get your way. And because of our parasite knowledge that we haven't been getting with the Bible, we believe that if our government doesn't do what it's supposed to do, we have to go get guns and rise up and go do stuff. There are people that, because that's how they think, they never read the, the Bible, they don't read the constitutions, they don't understand the law, which is why we're doing our immigration series. Today, Matt Gates, or I should say yesterday, Matt Gates, servant Matt Gates, tweeted, I'm currently in Eagle Pass, Texas, witnessing the intentional destruction of our southern border by the Biden administration. Now, Representative Matt Gates is a servant at the federal level. He's, he's showing you a video, I'm about to play a, a portion of it, that was sent to him by a Texas official. It shows how illegal aliens, good words, are in being encouraged to invade our country while the fencing put up in Texas is cut down by the Border Patrol. That video looks like this. Okay, grab my It gets to the point where I just don't want to watch it anymore. 12 million illegal immigrants. We're going to investigate this because that was Representative Gates. He's at the border. So you have taxpayer money paying for the border patrol, which is cutting down the fence that was laid down by taxpayer money and someone's effort to prevent illegal aliens coming into Texas, coming into the United States. And now because the administration is doing what it's doing, maladministration, you have the undermining of the nation, you have the undermining of the constitutions, you have the undermining of the American people, and there are trustees like Matt Gates who want to do the right thing but don't know how, which is why we're doing a return to fundamental principle, which is why we're looking at what the constitution say, which is why we are pointing out this type of stuff. If this has benefited you, if this has educated you, helped you, equipped you, I would encourage you to support me or say thank you. And one of the best ways you can do that is to go to patriotswitch.com slash jaren, patriotswitch.com slash jaren. Take the money you're already spending and switch it over to American manufacturing. 
American manufacturing. It's not godless commie. Their globalists can't buy a seat at the corporate table because of the designed business structure that it has. Which is why whenever you sign up, me or my, or me or someone with me will call you and be like, hey, here's what's up. Direct product purchase for household goods delivered right to your doors. Cancel anytime if you don't like. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. That's a blessing. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. I want to get to this, um, this idea of Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House. He said this. Uh, well, so the Fox News bit that I claimed, or excuse me, the Fox News clip that I played earlier where it was saying that Biden had, what was it? Oh, I'll just play it again. I'll just play it again. This video was posted by Speaker of the House Mike Johnson at the end of last year. This was what he tweeted. Biden's border crisis setting a sad and scary all-time record. A stunning 276,000 migrant encounters in the month of December alone. The most ever for a single month, and we still have a few days to count. That was the video tweeted by Mike Johnson, and then yesterday, whenever Mike Johnson was asked if he'll shut down the border or shut down the government, he had this, uh, because of the, the mass migration and because of the trillions of dollars that we're spending in debt, Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, uh, had this to say. Government. We're not going to do show hands. We're not in a classroom. We're not doing show hands. Well, here's the here's the deal on the on the shutdown. We're, we are working hard to uh, get the appropriations bills done, and the resolve that uh, of this group and that you've seen with our votes and and carrying over and crushing the Christmas omnibus fever as we did with our laddered approach and the two step CR. We have until mid January. You have until early February to get the appropriations bills done. So Mike Johnson is a brain. He's a he's I don't want to say he's an establishment man, but he's certainly under the powers and the influences that are in DC. So when asked a question at the border about if he'll shut down the government, which is the public understanding, that's like the most conservatives can think about. The most political conservative, the best remedy that political conservatives can think about is just to shut down the government. You recognize that that isn't actually using the law. It's twisting the power of the purse, which is fine. But why don't we actually learn the law and see if these people are, are allowed to do what they're doing, if what they're doing is treasonous, and if they permit it, it's continuing to be treasonous and they could be prosecuted and have their personal wealth taken from them. Why don't we learn the law? Why don't we look to the fundamentals? Now, of course, I would point you to my mentor-in-law, my friend, brother in Christ, Dave Jose. He's at Real Dave Cares for you, the number or the letter U on Twitter or X. I, I keep calling it Twitter. But what I want to do is I want to continue in part four of our immigration deep dive. To begin that, I want to start with the book of Genesis. I want to start with the book of Genesis, but I want to go to Genesis chapter 13. Let me find it. Genesis chapter 13, and we're going to go uh, verse 5 through 9. Genesis chapter 13, 5 through 9. And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them. Oh, shoot, 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 what happened? The land, and the land was not able to bear them. The land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together. So they can't dwell together because the land couldn't bear them. 
for their substance was great so that they could not dwell together. So the restrictions of the resources was one of the reasons why Abraham and Lot could not dwell together. Follow? Tracking? Okay. And there was strife between the herdmen. So there were fighting between people when the resources were scarce. There were fighting between the people that were of common ancestry when the resources were, were uh, scarce and the land could not bear them. Of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle and the Canaanite and the Perizzites dwelled then in the land. So you've got Canaanites, you've got Perizzites, stop doing that, you got Perizzites, and you've got the people of Abraham. This thing just keeps wanting me to mark stuff. So you've got Abram's people, you've got Canaanites, and you've got Perizzites. Lots of different types of people. Now these people were known as their names because that's their family that they come from. Presumably they've got different customs and cultures and even maybe even languages. But they can't be in the same land because there's what? Strife. So what's the, imp what's the implied thing that the Lord is telling us about. There's strife. Why is there strife? Because people can't do as they intend to do because they're all stepping on each other's toes. And Abram said unto Lot, let there be no strife. Let there be no strife. So the purpose of government is what? Let there be no strife. Peace. Peace. The purpose of government is peace. Public welfare, general welfare, no peace. Or excuse me, the, the purpose of, well, of government is peace. Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we are brethren. So these people are guys that they knew each other, common ancestry, common language, common customs, common culture. And yet there was strife amongst them. You can tell where I'm going. Is this not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself separate thyself I pray thee from me if thou wilt take the left hand then I will go to the right or if thou depart to the right hand then I will go to the left separation separation the purpose of government is peace general welfare no strife to put an end to strife so it means that if government is increasing strife government is no longer doing or fulfilling its main job does that make sense this goes back to the Bible. This is Genesis 13. Genesis 13, if the resources are scarce or if there is strife amongst people who don't speak the same language, don't have the same customs, don't have the same culture, don't have the same usages or traditions, separate. Separate. The Bible talks about separation. Here you have people that are in strife. They're fighting and, and going against each other because the land can't support them. But it's also the, the fact that because they're brethren and they're still fighting, this means that you need to respect the property of one another. Now, what I will do is I will direct your attention to, we are now in Blackstone's Commentaries, Volume 2. And what I want to do here is I want to direct your attention to Chapter 1. This is just Chapter 1, The Rights of Things. The Rights of Things. Let me get a pointer. Let me do my handy dandy. Boom. All right. The rights of things. This is chapter one. There's book two, chapter one, page six. So very beginning. Come on now. All what? Oh, shoot. So uh, Blackstone is going to hear. Well, just this happened. This worked yesterday. 
All this while the soil and pasture of the earth remained still in common as before. So uh, Blackstone is actually picking up in this passage of Genesis 13 where Abraham and Lot split their ways. So he's saying all of this splitting of their ways happened while the soil and the pasture of the earth remained still common as before. That is that it's open to every occupant. Come on, camera. Except, there we go, it's starting to happen. Except perhaps in the neighborhood of towns where the necessity of soul and exclusive property and lands for the sake of agriculture was earlier felt and therefore more readily complied with. So when there was the need for a very specific purpose of the land, there was a comply. Oh, come on. I don't know why this camera doesn't do stuff. And therefore more readily complied with. Right? So uh, laws were complied with whenever the exclusive property of land had a specific use. So if, it, like in the sake of agriculture. Now come on, camera. This is so frustrating to me. I don't know why it doesn't do it. Otherwise... When the multitude of men and cattle had consumed every convenience on one spot of ground. Understand, he's talking about nomads. He's talking about nomads now. He's talking about nomads who are all over the place. The multitude of men. So it's not just one nation of men. It's a hodgepodge of people. So a hodgepodge of people are all doing what? They're grazing. Why are they grazing? they got to eat. Right? It was deemed a natural right... I don't, the guys, I don't know why this camera is so stupid. Maybe if I focus and I bring it to the page. Oh, this is so frustrating. Okay, we'll go word by word, which makes me slower. It was deemed a natural right to seize upon and occupy such other lands as would be more easily supply their necessities. This practice is still retained among the wild and uncultivated nations. So the practice of herding and nomads are uncultivated nations. Now, if there are wild and uncultivated nations, are there such things as ordered and cultivated nations? Yes. The common law is for ordered and cultivated nations. Understand the implications he's making that have never been formed into civil states like the Tartars and other in the East, where the climate itself and the boundless extent of their territory uh, conspire to retain them still in the same savage state of vagrant liberty. You understand what he's saying there? Vagrant liberty. We're going to define the word vagrancy here in a second. But vagrant liberty, which was universal in the earliest ages. So before there was governments, there was vagrant liberty. You could just roam all over the place. Now, why was that the case? Because you haven't yet ordered yourself. You were wild and uncultivated. Well, Great Britain, when Blackstone is writing in the 1600s, is not wild, nor is it uncultivated. America, with its constitutional republics, is not wild or uncultivated. So he's talking about before there were ordered governments, there was vagrant liberties. Now, let's go over here to this page. As the world... Oh, come on, camera. As the world... Oh, as the world by degrees grew more populous, it daily became more difficult to find out new spots to inhabit. Oh, come on, camera. Without encroaching, 
upon former occupants and by, can I do this? I'll just read it and then maybe it can do it. But this is the word book. I've, I've already told you the source. Book two, chapter one, page seven. That's what I'm reading. I'm tired of going word for words. We're just going to roll. And by constantly occupying the same individual spot, the fruits of the earth were consumed and its spontaneous produce destroyed without any provision for a future supply of succession. Do you understand what he's saying? He's saying that if you work the same spot, you'll exhaust all the resources without any future purpose of the property benefiting people after you. So this is why they started um, organizing. It therefore became necessary to pursue some regular method of providing for constant and subsistence. So before there was government, before there was agriculture, there was this nomadic haphazard. I'm going to go here and eat all the stuff. I'm going to go there and eat all the stuff. So what happened whenever they just ate all the stuff at one spot? They had to develop something for consistent subsistence. And this necessity produced or at least promoted and encouraged the art of agriculture. So agriculture came about because they needed to produce some consistent form of subsistence. Whereas now so graciously has providence interwoven our duty. So man has a duty. They have an obligation. Remember when God gives us dominion in Genesis 1 and our happiness together, the result of this very necessity has been the ennobling of the human species. Look at this. The ennobling, the development. We have applied wisdom. Remember the book of Proverbs in Proverbs chapter 4 says get wisdom Organize things. Use your brain. Figure out what God has given you and steward you. Steward it. Now, by the way, this is a Christian perspective. So the, the, the illegal aliens you see coming into our nation have not done what? They have not ennobled the human species. Why? Because they're still wild and uncultivated. They're mass migrating into this nation coming from nations that haven't been developed for by way of duty and happiness. They don't have the common law, which means they aren't thinking about their government in Christian terms. They're not using the wisdom of God to apply the betterment of their society. They are using power epistemologies. They are using a might makes right. They are using a despotic, nepotistic, uh, you know, very dangerous way of thinking about the world. You, if you're listening to me, are in a common, if you're in America, you are in a common law government, a common law system. Oh, look at that. I just got disconnected from OBS. OBS connection re successful. I must be saying something bad. So by giving it opportunities of improving its rational difficulties, as well as exerting its natural, necessity begat property. Look at that. Necessity begat property. Why do you have property rights? Because the necessity of your duty and happiness together with your fellow man is what you owe God. You owe God the necessity of developing, ennobling the human species. Does that not make sense? This is why Abraham split from Lot. He split from Lot because the way that they were doing things haphazardly was as not as a duty or in for the happiness of mankind. They were not stewarding what they were given by God for God's glory because they, were, uh, they had strife amongst each other. If you work to eliminate strife by ennobling the human species as though it is your duty for the happiness of the people that you are in fellowship with, you will do what? You will understand your property rights came as a result of necessity.
and in order to ensure that property, recourse was had to civil society, which brought along with it a long train of inseparable concomitants. States, government, laws, punishments, and the public exercise of religious duties. Thus connected together, it was found that a part only of society was sufficient to provide. Only of society was sufficient to provide what? By their manual labor for the necessity subsistence of all, and leisure was given to others to cultivate the human mind, to invent useful arts, and to lay the foundations of science. The very foundations of the human uh, species developing society is to understand their duty to God to lessen the strife amongst each other by cultivating what they've been given better. When people don't do that, their nations suck. So when illegal aliens are invading America, they're coming from nations where they have not developed. They have not developed those nations. This is why previous uh, parts of this immigration series, it speaks about in international law, when someone leaves their nation, they have a duty to that nation because they are obliged to give that nation their, their, their patronage. They're, they're obliged to give that nation their duties, their, their productivity, their resourcefulness, their usefulness. And so if they leave, either they leave without the nation's permission or they leave with the nation's permission, which means the nation is willing to let them go because they aren't productive. What does that speak about the nation that they're leaving? And if they're leaving that nation, what does it speak about them in that nation? They are not developing and uh, cultivating that nation to improve that nation. So if there are incentives in this nation, America, whereby we don't stop people from just illegally coming in, then people will come in because America has been cultivated. America has been cultivated. We have a law that is better. We have an economy that is better. We have a culture that is better. We have customs that are better. We have traditions that are better. Why? Because this nation is a Christian nation based on Christian perspectives of the law, which is the common law. When you understand that and the rest of the world doesn't have it, the response is not to just let illegal aliens come in, it's to say, why aren't you making your nation like America? And this is where I believe the mind virus of today, the parasites, the parasitic thinking of today precludes Americans from asking these illegals, why are you coming here? And it's made to be seen as uh, racist or um, evil if you ask of these people why they're coming. That's why they show women and children, even though they make up not nearly uh, a significant portion of the people coming. But this is why it's always the sob stories. It's always the sob stories of these, of these poor, destitute people. If these poor, destitute people traveled across multiple nations to get to this nation... Why didn't they use that same effort to improve where they were from? Do they not have that mind? Because if they don't have that mind, why would they risk their safety to travel all the way to a better nation instead of just making their own home better where they are from? They speak the language. It's their culture. It's their traditions. It's their customs. Why don't they do that there? See, if you call that a racist perspective, or, you know, as, as some people do, if you, if you use the Bible when Jesus says, 
Um, you know, you clothed me when I was naked. You gave to me when I had nothing. You fed me when I was hungry. That passage is for the people who are there and you see them. That passage is not for the undermining of that society to let everybody come in and it all just kind of be a hodgepodge. See, when God confused the language at the Tower of Babel, he did so for his glory. He did so because if everyone spoke the same language, there would be nothing to stop them for accomplishing what they wanted. And what they wanted at the Tower of Babel was not God. So if you jumble everybody together, you will have strife, you will have lawlessness, but you will also have people not pursuing what God wants. See, there's glory in the distinctiveness of nations because that's how God made it. That's how God made it. And for Joe Biden or anybody in government to be lawless and then to turn on the incentives for people in their nation not to improve their nation, not to steward what God has given them there, but for them to be convinced they can undermine the laws here to enrich themselves at the cost of others, that is unjust. That is lawless. And that ain't Christian. There's nothing Christian about that. Absolutely nothing Christian about that. Because for every sob story that you can see of a migrant or a vagrant coming into the nation, an alien coming into the nation, what about the people they take from? What about the people they hurt? What about the law that they break to get here? Why should the people here enjoy the why should the people here obey the laws if the people can come here without obeying the laws? That doesn't make sense. So we started from the Bible, we went to Blackstone, and now what I want to do is I want to go to the dictionary. What I want, well, actually, we'll, we'll first go to, um, so, so now what I want to do is I want to get to the purpose of government, right? So the purpose of government, as Blackstone laid out, was for the ennobling of man, the duty to uh, engage strife amongst your fellow people, public welfare, safety. That's the purpose of government. But I don't want to just say it. I want to show it. I want to go to um, Virginia Constitution, Article 1. Um, section three, uh, section two, one and three. So, and this was taught to me by Real Dave Cares for You. You can go to him on Twitter. Um, but here's the Virginia Constitution, Article One, says that all men. These are not just Virginians. These are not just people in Virginia. These are all men. And you got to understand that Virginia um, is one of the original thirteen colonies. So this state precedes the federal government. Okay. So all men are by nature equally free and independent, free and independent, and have certain inherent rights of which when they enter into a state of society, doesn't that not just sound like what Blackstone was saying? People enter into civil society. They enter into a society. They cannot. Who cannot? The free men. What can the free men not do? They can't, by any compact, deprive or divest their posterity, which is their future. They can't divest their posterity, namely the enjoyment of life and liberty, with the means of acquiring and possessing property and pursuing and obtaining happiness and safety. Do you understand that the Virginia Constitution is laying down the fundamental principle? It's, I should say, it's repeating the fundamental principle that when men enter into society, they cannot hurt themselves by entering into an agreement that that agreement takes away their ability to use uh, and exercise their inherent rights. You cannot enter into an agreement that precludes or hurts your future use of your rights. 
Does that make sense? And this is your children, by the way. Your children are your posterity. Now, let's go to section three. That government is, well, hold on. Government, this does not say state government. It does not say federal government. It says government. Folks, this is the Christian tradition. This is the common law. You are hearing enshrined in the state constitutions, the fundamental law, the Christian perspective on government, and that is law of this land right now. The government is, or ought to be, instituted for the common benefit, protection, and security of the people. We learned in section one of this immigration series that people are there of the state, of the nation. If the people are present there, they are the people of that nation. If you are an alien, by definition, you are a foreigner. Aliens are not people of that nation. Government is instituted for the people of that nation, the benefit of that nation, the protection of that nation, the security of that nation, right? Uh, or community of all the various modes and forms of government that is best, which is capable of producing the greatest degree of happiness and safety. Did we not just see that from Blackstone? Did we not just see that government was uh, the ennobling of the human species to develop what God has given us to eliminate strife? There's your safety. There's your there's your uh, safety, and to um, you know develop science and agriculture and business and property rights and all these things, which is your happiness. So the greatest degree of safety and happiness, which is coming from Blackstone, which is really going all the way back to Genesis 13 and is most effectually secured against the danger of maladministration. That's the first word we want to cover, is danger. Let me look that up real fast. Danger, that's deportation. We'll get there. We'll get to deport, by the way. Um, danger. Here we go, danger. Where's my handy dandy? Boom, danger. Where are you at? Danger, 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 danger. Right here. Danger, jeopardy, exposure to loss or injury, peril. Okay, so if a bunch of aliens come in, do you have exposure? That's just, it doesn't have to have happened. It's just exposure to loss or injury. You have to be at risk. Is there an increased risk to danger, which is the exposure of, to loss or, or injury, peril? Is there, expo is there an increase of danger when a bunch of aliens come in? Yes, there is. Okay, now the next word we want to say. Secured against the danger of maladministration, which means the danger doesn't have to happen yet. It just has to increase the probability that it will. And you saw yesterday in part three where the judge of that is the people. So it's the people who judge if they are in danger, not the government. The people are. Handy dandy, we go to maladministration. Maladministration. Mal. Um, this term is used in law books interchangeably with misadministration. Both words mean wrong administration. So when Thomas Jefferson and the Virginian people wrote the danger of maladministration in the Virginia Constitution, that was actually um, not Jefferson. Who was that guy? Um, ah, shoot. Um, oh, I can't think of the guy's name now. But... Um, Danger of maladministration, which means it, the violation doesn't have to happen. Like the bad stuff doesn't have to happen. It, you just have to have the uh, exposure to it. The exposure of wrong administration. You don't have to be hurt by the bad administration. You just have to have exposure to the bad administration. Let me play for you again that border video. Watch this. Thank
Now ask yourself, as this paid servant in the government is clipping the fence with aliens right on the other side, is he maladministrating his job? Look at that, border patrol truck paid by taxpayer money and aliens walking right into the nation. Is this maladministration? Yes. You and I are physically, literally, deliberately not injured by this, but we are we have the increase of danger because of this. If this government, the way that you have to look at this, if this government is not going to enforce the law, then you do not have the law. If a government doesn't do the law, then you have no law. That is a danger to the people that are supposed to be protected by the law. This video is evidence of maladministration. So whenever the Virginia Constitution says secured against the danger of maladministration, that video is maladministration. This is this is what uh, you know Dave teaches on the election stuff too. I don't need to know all about the machines. I just need to know that elections are single-day political events with paper ballots voted in secret that are tabulated locally uh, to con to you know um, communicate who won a political contest. If you start saying there's an early voting period and absentee ballots and it's got to take a million hours to count and it's counted at a consolidated area with chain of custody and all this other kind of stuff, you are complicating the system of elections. When you change the mode of elections, that's maladministration. You don't need to prove fraud. You don't need to show how bad the machines are. You don't need to prove that they're connected to the Wi-Fi. You don't have to say that they smudged the ballots. You just got to say you guys didn't perform an, uh, an election the right way. Period. Maladministration. Same thing with the invasion of the border. You guys are not securing the border. Maladministration. And whenever any government, any government, this is major, folks. Any government means any government. Whenever any government shall be found inadequate. That's our next word. Let's go to inadequate. Let me find it first. Whenever any government is found inadequate. Where are you at? Inadequate. Right there. Let's do the camera. Boom. Inadequate, insufficient, disproportionate, lacking in effectiveness or in conformity to a prescribed standard or measure. You understand you just have to not meet the standard or you don't like do the standard. If the standard says do five push-ups, like in the army, you had to have a basic minimum number of push-ups. If you didn't make the basic minimum number of push-ups, you were ineffective and you did not conform to the standard. If there is a standard of to secure the border, any deliberate effort of the government to clip the concertina wire is not only ineffective and not conforming to the standard, it's freaking lawless, folks. It's lawless. This is lawlessness. All right, let's get back to the uh, constitutions. Or contrary to these purposes, right? So now let's look up contrary. So we got to look up contrary because we got to look up every word every word so that way we know what we're saying and you got to slow down folks contrary 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 contract contract where are you at contrary um there we go contrary contrary against opposed or in opposition to in conflict with so if something says do this and you don't do this, you are contrary to. So now you need to read your constitutions, states and federal, and see what the powers are granted 
to your governments. And I guarantee you, every single one of them is going to say the government is instituted for the common benefit, protection, security of the people. Are you contrary to the security of the people? Hmm. Are you going against the protection of the general welfare? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, to these purposes, a majority of the community. Of the community. Now that is a really big word. Let's go to community. Just a couple of the... Oh, uh, shoot. Other way. Just a couple uh, pages away from... Uh, what's it called? Contrary. When we go to community. Community. Here we go. Community. Let's do this. Boom. Community. Community. Where are you at? Neighborhood. Vicinity. Synonymous with locality. Remember whenever state constitutions are free and independent? That could be a community. Right? So just because you come into Texas doesn't mean you're in the United States. It means you're in Texas. It connotes a congeneris of common interests arising from associations. Social, business, religious, governmental, scholastic, recreational. So why can't your community be that community there at Eagle Pass? That's an Eagle pa That's a community, right? In connection with the rule requiring for purposes of MP... Okay, that's, that's, we don't care about that. Um, but look at that. The term community, as used in statute providing the communities, may be incorporated for the purpose of supplying inhabitants with water, should be construed to include all the inhabitants of a district having a community of interest in obtaining for themselves in common a water supply for domestic use. So you get the aspect of a community doesn't have to be the United States. So if there's mass aliens invading America all in the southern border, the community could be that first community that's uh, affected. It could be Eagle Pass, Texas. And if Eagle Pass, Texas is a majority, right, the majority of community have an indubitable, which means unquestionable, inalienable, which means it's in, so you can't do it, ah, which means it's separate, lean, which means it's a, a, a claim to, so you can't separate the claim, uh, it's, 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 so able means it's possible, lean is a claim against, a is your it's a it's a word coming it's a it's an aspect of greek meaning opposite and in means it can't so it can't oppose uh, a claim possible you can't make a possible claim against in a lean a bull you can't make a claim against it's inalienable which means you can't separate it from somebody okay uh and an indefeasible which means it's not possible this isn't feasible so we can't do it. It's not. It's indefeasible right. It's uh, you. You can't. Um, you can't deny this right to reform, alter, or abolish it in such manner as shall be judged most conducive to the public will. Now understand, in such manner means all sorts of stuff. This is why when when you say, well, well, where's the guns? We gotta have the patriots and rise up with the militias. Well, that can include in such manner, but that doesn't that doesn't cover all of in such manner. You could just remove people from office. You could just prosecute them for treason. There's all sorts of stuff that you could be doing. This is why it's important to know what the law says. Now, with this, let's go back and let's start talking about the bigger issues. So we looked at these words and we zoomed in on these uh, ideas. What I want to look at is I want to go back to Blackstone. Where are you at, Blackstone? I want to go back to Blackstone. No, no, no. I already, I've already covered that. Oh, 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 I want to start covering the words. Uh, I want to start looking up vagrant. I want to start looking up vagrant. So we're going to look up vagrant. And I've got them marked. 
It just had a lot of words. Uh, folks, if you want to bless me, say thank you, one of the ways to do that while I'm finding Vagrant is to go to humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee, delicious air-roasted coffee, delivered right to your door as a benefit of joining a private membership organization whose sole purpose is to distribute Bibles across America. If you want to do that, delivered right to your door, humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee. Here we go. Here is the this. Now we go, where's the Vagrant? Vagrant C... Vagrant. Here we go. Vagrant. At common law. Whoa. Whoa. You realize why the news doesn't use these words anymore? You realize why the government doesn't use alien or vagrant or uh, anything like that? Because these words actually mean something. At common law, wandering or going about from place to place by idle person who had no lawful or visible means of support and who subsisted on charity and did not work, though able to do so. That's a lot of people coming across the border. Just wandering across uh, the border, right? Aliens, foreigners coming across the border. Uh, several classes of disordered persons. Uh, one who strolls from place to place, an idle wanderer. Specifically, one who has no settled habitation, a vagabond. So specifically, vagrant means one who has no settled habitation. If you are not from here, if you are foreign, you are not from here, you have no settled habitation. A person able to work who spends his time in idleness or immorality, having no property to support him and without some visible or known means of fair, honest, and reputable livelihood. It's at this point that I want to play for you a video out of England. And this guy's name is Liam and he's interviewing African African aliens that have illegally unlawfully come into Great Britain. So just think about what's actually happening. Go ahead. Let's go. Some of them, they're not screaming. It's like they they wanted to be raped, you see. She also grabs you, you see, no it's more like crying. It's like she's enjoying it, you, you know, see? even though she isn't, but it's like she's enjoying yeah. it. Do you think it's right? Do you think it's right to rape? Yeah, it's, it's, it's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. What about the consequences of what you're doing in terms of how that affects exactly. the person that's raped? Yeah, the consequences, we look at that all the time, you know, because it happens, she might scream, you know, people might wake up. Oh, a lot of people. Especially, I'm not just talking about, I'm talking about the emotional effect, the physical effect it has on yeah, the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes we know that uh, we it's might rape her and wake up tomorrow with viruses ourselves, like HIV, you know. What about, what about regretting what you've done to the girl? I also do regret about it, because if she f fell pregnant, what, what will be that baby's father? Who will be that baby's father? But what you about see? her personal feelings? Yeah, some cultures just aren't good. There's a reason why Africa sucks. Um, when you go back to the beginning, Genesis 13, to eliminate strife, they're going to separate each other. So there's the notion of nations. Each ones are distinct. And then whenever you look at Blackstone about the common law, the Christian understanding of law is that the distinctiveness of people is good because that's where you get to steward what God gives you. When God gave man dominion in Genesis 1, he said, be fruitful and multiply. What you have is meant to be bettered and improved for his glory. When you don't do that, you're actually going against the responsibilities God gave you. 
So if you have large tracts of land, Africa, Asia, Middle East, you're right, large tracts of non-Christian lands don't have the mind to improve where they're from. And because they don't improve where they're from, they're actually hurting themselves and they're disobeying God. So when they come to other nations that are civilized, those civilized nations have laws that allow them and uh, encourage them to build up what God has given them. That's the Christian thinking. This is why this is at core a Christian issue, because you have a lot of people who aren't Christians coming to a nation with constitute with uh, Christian principles as law, who this nation has ignored God, neglected God, denied the Bible, not taught the gospel of Jesus Christ, baptism for the remission of sins, that hasn't taught those things. It doesn't know the law. And so now you have a bunch of people coming in. And when they, from their godless culture, rape women or children or whatever, they have no mind to consider the other person that they are violating. And whenever they're asked, what about those people's personal feelings? Well, that's not really what we care about. That's because that's where we come from a culture that don't care about Jesus. And because we come from a culture that don't care about Jesus, that land sucks. There ain't no jobs. The food's bad. It's it's all warlike. This is the reason why. This is this is why. So when you look at these people who come across the borders, raping, murdering, stealing, fighting each other, roaming around in gang, what do you think is going to happen when the people who aren't from here? come here they're going to see the people who don't look like them don't speak like them the people that are supposed to be here and they're going to extract themselves and pack together and as they pack together it will be those groups against everybody else that's what's happening minneapolis there's places in chicago um you know there are these territorial enclaves that don't want to conform to the laws of the land. And the more that you bring them in, the more um, despotic and lawless it becomes. And this is why, because they don't have Christ in their thinking. They don't want to improve the nation they're from. They want to come here lawlessly. And then when they come here, they don't care about the law. So they want to do what they want to do, which puts other people at danger, which is dangerous. Right? It's the danger of maladministration. So now let's turn the guns on and let's go to uh, deportation. Let's go on offense a little bit. I want to go to the word deportation. Deportation. Now this will, all this stuff will get me called racist and all that kind of stuff. It's not racism, folks. It's the fact that I love people. It's about the fact that I love the law. Deportation. Banishment to a foreign country attended with confiscation of property and deprivation of civil rights. A punishment derived from deportatio of the Roman law and still in use in France. In American law, the removal or sending back of an alien to the country from which he came. The removal from the country of an alien considered inimical. What's inimical? You can look up inimical. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to do this because it's, um, it's not a Black's Law word. But I'll look it up on the internet real fast. So you can see it. Inimical. There's inimical. Inimical. Tending to obstruct or harm. Unfriendly. Hostile. An inimical alien power. Okay, so there you go. That's what inimical means. Now, um, to public welfare. What's public welfare? Stop right there. If we go to public welfare, hold on, 
Let's go back. Well, actually, hold on. Let me finish the word, and then we'll go to public welfare, right? So, uh, so it's harmful to public welfare. The removal of an alien out of the country simply, simply because his presence is deemed inconsistent with the public welfare. Do you see that? Do you see how who... Remember when we saw Virginia Constitution Article 1, Section 3? Virginia Constitution Article 1, Section 3 that said what? Secured against the danger of maladministration. You just got to say that, hey, this is, this is dangerous. This is bad government. You're going against our society, right? You're deported simply because his presence is deemed inconsistent. Who can deem the presence? We saw Blackstone said the people judge. The people judge this. We saw Locke say this. John Locke says the people judge. Blackstone says the people judge. This isn't for your servants, folks. This is not for people in government. It's not for NGOs. It's not for the media. It's for you. This is why you govern your nation. Inconsistent with the public welfare and without any punishment being imposed or contemplated. So we're not punishing them. We're just kicking them out of our country. You do not belong here. It is that simple. The removal of an alien out of the country simply because his presence is deemed inconsistent with the public welfare and without any punishment being imposed or contemplated, either under the laws of the country out of which he is sent or under the country to which he is taken. Hey, you came here on your own accord. We're just going to kick you out. We don't want you here. You don't belong here. You came here unlawfully. We're not going to punish you. We're just going to kick you out of our country. It differs from transportation, which is by way of punishment, of one convicted of an offense against the laws of the country. When Texas takes illegals from Texas to New York City, it is transporting them. That is a punishment. When any state just removes the illegal from the state, that is deportation, which is not a punishment. It is without any punishment being imposed or contemplated. I'm not punishing you. I'm just telling you, get out of here because your presence is inconsistent with my people. My people say you shouldn't be here and they don't like you here. So you're gone. It differs. I read this um, of one convicted of an offense against the laws of the country and from extradition. So deportation is not transportation. It's not extradition. Okay. Deportation as distinguished from exclusion is depriving a person already in the United States of a privilege which he, at least at the time, is enjoying. Whereas exclusion is the denial of entry and does not deprive any one of the liberties he had therefore to enjoy. You do not, and look at this, it's ex parte. It's ex parte, which means if you don't belong there, you don't have the rights there, this is a one-sided affair, folks. This is the public welfare. What I'm trying to communicate, what I'm trying to communicate is this is the public welfare saying you don't belong here, get out. It's not a punishment. You don't have any tie here. You don't have family here. You don't have standing here. Your custom isn't here. Your tradition isn't here. Your language isn't here. You came here unlawfully. We're not punishing you. Leave. That's what this is. In the common law, that's what this is, which is we are a common law nation. All right, let's get back to our next word. We looked up deportation. Now what I want to look up is we looked up inimical. I want to look up repugnance because a lot of people will hear, so long as it's not, no, 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 let's look up uh, public welfare. Public welfare. Where are you at? Public welfare. There we go. Public welfare. I hope this is worth something. 
Public welfare. If it is, let me go ahead and shameless say, if this is worth something, go ahead and sign up at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Amen. Public welfare, the prosperity, well-being, or convenience of the public at large or of the whole community as distinguished from the advantage of an individual or limited class. These non-governmental organizations, those are not public welfare. The media is not public welfare. Your politicians are not public welfare. It's of the whole community as distinguished, which means separate from, the advantage of an individual or limited class. Which means, and this is how you need to start thinking, which means when the definition is telling you that it's for the benefit of the whole, as distinguished from, that means that there, what, what this is about to identify is that there is usually a competition between what is distinct from. Okay, so if there is an advantage of an individual or limited class, you need to start thinking, who is benefiting when the whole community is being hurt? Does that make sense? Like that's that's the wisdom part of this. Proverbs 4 talks about get wisdom. That's the wisdom. That's the seeing the stitches on the fastball. Slow down. And when the, when the definition says, as distinguished from... The definition is telling you that it is not the same. That's the first thing. The definition is then going to imply that those things that are distinct compete with themselves. How do we know this? Go back to the Bible. Remember Genesis chapter 13? Remember Genesis chapter 13 when Abraham said, uh, the land was not able to bear them. There was strife between Strife between is distinguished from. Distinguished from is strife between. Distinguished from is strife between. I'm literally, I'm, I'm, I don't know how more to show you wisdom. Like, because this is stuff you will just gloss right over. Most people just blow right past this. They won't think about the words. When something says distinguished from, you need to understand strife between. Because then what that definition is going to tell you, that definition is going to tell you where you need to look in order to identify the strife. Because if there are aliens entering the nation... They're entering the nation as individuals because they ain't a nation. And if you treat them as a nation, now that's an invasion. So if there's a bunch of individuals or a limited class benefiting at the expense of the whole community, you have a breach of the public peace. You have it going against the prosperity, against the well-being. Does that make, I hope that makes sense. I have no like immediate feedback, so I have no idea if that makes sense. But you really have to see this because let me let me see if I can I can talk about it this way. If the word has a specific definition, the word is honing in on that meaning. Then if you take that word and put it into a context, that context will speak around the meaning of that word. And if you understand around the meaning of the word, then you will better understand when that word is used. So when the Constitution say public welfare, they're not talking about the advantage of individuals or a special class. It's talking about everybody. So you can't say, for the public welfare, we have to support 
gays or BIPOCs or, you know, this other kind of crap. Those are a special class, which means it is absolutely not public welfare. When you're talking about illegal aliens, that is a class. That is not the whole. The whole is against the class. I don't know if that makes sense. There will be some people like, I just don't get it. Slow down. The words mean things. When the word says distinguished from, identify that very easily as two or more. So now because there's a distinguished from, there's two or more. If there's two or more, those things can fight. The law is to give remedy for the controversy. So when the word says two or more, it's identifying a potential controversy. So if you're looking up a word that says public welfare and it says distinguished from, understand there's the community and then there's the not community. So that could be a fight, a controversy between the whole community and the distinguished class. That fight, that controversy is where the law comes in. Does that make sense? Okay. Amen. There we go. Hope that makes sense. And by that way, but I mean like that, that's anyway, I'll just, I'll just leave it there. Um, so we looked at public welfare. Now, why does this matter? Why does this matter? I want to talk to you about an explain sketch. Where is my, all right, I got my explain sketch. Let's do an explain sketch. Which one are we doing today? We're doing, um, safety versus, okay, that's what we're doing. All right. So let's do a handy dandy camera. Boom, and it's doing explain sketch. And by the way, uh, one of the great ways to support me is humblewb.coffee if this is worth anything at all. So let's do, um, what do I wanna do? Safety and general welfare. Safety and general welfare. And the very first thing we're gonna start off with is God created all things, amen. Then he did the gospel death, the burial, resurrection, right? Out of the gospel comes Jesus. Excuse me, he completed the gospel. And then he gives us the great commission. This is supposed to be his death, burial, resurrection. Whenever you believe the gospel, you repent of your sins, you confess the lordship of Jesus Christ, and you're baptized in his name, you are a Christian. Jesus came out and he said, go, which is a command. And he gave people the commission to teach the nations to obey. How do you teach the nations to obey? By using Jesus' wisdom. This is what we the people did. And our founders were Christians. Because they were Christians, they read and believed the Bible. And whenever Jesus says, go, he says, all power in heaven and earth are given to me, go. That's the commission. So rights, one of the definitions of rights equals power of free action. So founders, because they were Christians, they reserved to themselves, reserve, which means Heisman, you can't touch, rights. These rights come directly from Jesus Christ, and they reserved for themselves life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, right? Due process, all these other kind of things, right? And then they created a big fat wall, and then they create a government. Now here, I'm gonna say two different things. So here, 
they did this, but then I'm going to say they created state constitutions. So we'll do state constitutions and they created the US Constitution. Now these is times 50. There's 50 of these. Now all of these have the same frame of government. They all have a legislative branch. They all have an executive branch. They all have a judicial branch. These, same thing. It has a legislative branch, has an executive branch, has a judicial branch. Now, what I want to talk to is previously in our series on immigration, what we've talked about is the fight between the U.S. Constitution and the states, right? There's been Supreme Court cases that have gone here to SCOTUS, right? They've gone to SCOTUS. And the states were passing legislation, passing statutes that treated aliens as impacting, we'll just say money, impacting commerce. So the states previously had passed legislation, they passed statutes that said aliens impacting commerce. Now the sta uh, the the uh, what was it the legis the U.S. legislation the federal Congress passed statutes that created what that created an agency border patrol you know whatever so these statutes created an agency and then they put this agency underneath the control of the executive so the executive has this agency. And this agency sued the state because the state was trying to get rid of aliens because the aliens were impacting the economy. So the agency against the state brought to the SCOTUS. So then SCOTUS is looking at state versus U.S. federal government, right? This is what happened. And after this, you have case law, which is a freaking hoax and a misnomer. So this is what has been going on. Now, what I'm pointing at is the fundamental law that gets back from the Bible, gets back to we the people able to create constitutions. Because the state constitutions and the U.S. constitutions were created for a purpose. Those purposes are explained in your preambles. And sometimes they're explained um, you know, in the declarations of rights. But I'm just going to go ahead and say that the... Uh, constitutions were created for public welfare. The prosperity of all people, right? Safety. Now, why is this the case? These state constitutions were created for those states. Each state is free and independent. We saw that when we looked up the word state. Right? The U.S. Constitution is supreme law of the land, law of land, but it's for the granted powers. The, the, um, the U.S. Constitution doesn't have any granted powers to trump the powers that are in the states. But the states, whenever the states pass legislation that treats aliens as impacting commerce, the U.S. government was granted, the, or the, excuse me, the U.S. Congress was granted the power to do what? Regulate commerce. So the issue about immigration wasn't even about aliens, it was about commerce, which is what the, was brought into the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said in its stupid hoax case law 
that no, the U.S. Congress grants the legislature, the U.S. Con the U.S. Constitution grants the U.S. Congress the power to regulate commerce. But this is not identifying who the government is actually for. This is just looking at a spat between governments. I don't care about the spat between governments. I don't care about the states passing legislation that has statutes treating aliens as impacting economies because that's looking at the problem of immigration, not from safety and general welfare. It's looking at, at uh, regulating commerce. I don't care about regulating commerce. I care about the safety and general welfare. Why? Because the purpose of government is to defend what Jesus gives us. And if Jesus gives us the right to not be raped, well, then I don't want things happening. I don't want aliens to increase the, uh, or to violate my right to not get raped or my, uh, my right to property, right? Property. I didn't write that down, but there it is. So you have a right to not be raped. You have a right to not have your property taken. You also have a, a right to the uh, public peace. And why is this the case? Because in the Bible, starting in Genesis 13 and before actually, there was decisions that were made to reduce strife. So the, not, the application of God's wisdom gets you public peace. And Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. And Jesus will give you the peace that transcends all understanding. This is the application of wisdom. This is what our founders understood, which is why they created the governments they did. So the governments that we have, they tell you what the purpose is. Go to your 50 state constitutions. Look at the preambles. Go to your U.S. Constitution. Read the preamble. It will tell you what the purpose of the government is. And the purpose of the government is going to be public welfare and safety. So whenever you have people who aren't from here, called aliens, coming into your nation, they are not from here. That goes against the public safety. Now, who is the judge of the public safety? Who judges? We saw in Blackstone, and we saw in Locke, the people judge. Why do the people judge? Because the people have the power. The people entered into society and created constitutions. When the trustees in these constitutions do not do what they're supposed to do, they actually violate the constitutions, which is war against the constitutions. When you have war against the constitutions, this is also called treason. You cannot have war against the constitutions because that's treason. This is our frame of government. When this happens, it is the people's responsibility to send notice and affidavit. We'll just say N and A. Notice and affidavit. Notice and affidavit of our rights being trespassed. Now, if you want to learn more, I would learn from Dave Jose. And on Twitter, he's got the for you on his name. So he's my teacher, and this is what I learned from him. But this is your basic frame, and I would go take his webinars and go learn from him to learn the specifics of this. But this is what's happening. And whenever you have all these millions of aliens coming into this nation, they're coming against the safety and the general welfare of the people. The purpose of the constitutions is for the public welfare, the safety, the defense of rights. If you have aliens who come into the nation going against people's rights or just increasing 
the danger because they come from pro-rape Muslim cultures or they don't speak English and so they're going to steal from you, rob from you, create their own little pockets, enclave societies. That's unlawful. That's wrong. And you're not actually telling them that they're criminals. You're just telling them, this is our house. Get out. (laughs) Go home. Get out of here. So one of the ways I want to end with this We'll end our, our, uh, our series with this. So the remedy, there's all sorts of options here. Now, remedy is not force. Remedy is not force. Force is using violence. Remedy is using the law. We want the solution. So what is remedy? Remedy one, you can go to your municipal corporations, which are your cities. Municipal corps, which are your cities. And you can say, hey, are, uh, are you... I can't write. Are you using uh, public money for aliens? Because this is going to be using your taxes. This is taxes. Are you using taxes for aliens? Because the state constitution, I guarantee you, you look up what the state constitution talks about taxes or revenues, and I guarantee you, in there is not that they can use for an alien. Now remember, your constitutions are express trusts, which means you can't, um, you, anything that's not expressly written is not included. And there's a lot of people, bad, the bad law, the parasite knowledge is that, well, the constitution doesn't tell me I can't do it, which goes against the fact that they're express trusts. They're express trusts. So you go to municipal corporations, your county commissioners, your mayors, your whoever, pulls these strings, city managers, and you basically say, are you using public funds for aliens? Because that goes against the state constitution. State constitution gives or uh, explains the provision of um, taxation. Now that's one. Two, you can go to your state level because your states are free and independent. They are sovereign by definition. And you can say, are you guys at the state level receiving federal money for participating in lawlessness? Are you guys participating Are you guys participating in a federal program? Are you guys getting kickbacks for the open borders? Question. And you need to go look up uh, probably Title 42, which is Social Security. There's probably something there about uh, participation in a federal program. Uh, The the one that I found, which one was it called? It's uh, FEMA, but what's it called? It's uh, the Shelter and Services Program. Shelter and services program shelter and services program if it's the shelter and services program that's based out of fema that is i don't know if that's title 42 but that's definitely federal program and that's going to blend the state with the fed and you can't do that because they are distinct the state is not the fed the fed is not the state okay number three trustees you go directly at the people sworn to uphold the constitutions trustees you send them notice and affidavit Um, And you want to say danger to the public welfare. Danger to public welfare. And you're literally, I mean, this is literally kind of blowing the rape whistle. And you're telling them, hey, this is dangerous. Illegal aliens are dangerous. You are sworn to the Constitution. You have to protect me from this. And you don't have to actually provide examples of why it's bad. You just have to say, I don't, I judge it. I judge illegals coming into my nation is dangerous and so it's dangerous to the public welfare number four look at all this remedy scotus and i think dave's going to be talking about this 
But uh, you can send notice affidavit of the immigration laws. Uh, laws violate state constitution uh, under commerce. So basically, uh, the basically the immigration laws, the federal immigration statutes on immigration treat or federal legislation, federal statutes on immigration use regulatory power of commerce to subvert state constitutions. And so states, because states are, um, where did I put this? Because states are free and independent. Where did I write that? Oh yeah, because states are free and independent, the US Constitution granting the power to regulate commerce to the US Congress, the US Congress is passing statutes on immigration that treats immigration as a commercial enterprise, thereby subverting the authority and the sovereignty of the state constitutions. Which means that the safety and the general welfare, which is the purpose of government, is undermined by the regulatory powers of commerce. Does that make sense? That's what's happening. So there's a, there are four different opportunities for remedy. Uh, now, the moving forward, the immediate, is you need to assemble. You need to get people together right uh two i would do the kill shot notice that is in the link below that kill shot notice um basically tells scotus the kill shot on all this stuff are bar attorneys and attorneys uh advancing bad law against the rights of the people um so these are two you know these are two things i do right now and what i'm doing lord willing is i'm developing out this how to assemble this is, this is where my focus is. So Dave teaches the fundamental law, and this is reflective of that, but he's the expert. He's got the wisdom. I'd go to him to learn, get his webinars. What I'm going to be focusing on is how to apply it, how to do it in your local area, um, because what we need to do is, is uh, communicate that it's a danger. Right, we need to say this is a danger against the public welfare. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, Lord willing, that's where we'll go. So um, with that, there's your the remedy, there's your safety and general welfare that brings the conclusion of our immigration part four, but it's not the conclusion of the gospel. The conclusion of the gospel was when Jesus rose from the grave. See, Jesus was born of a virgin. He lived a perfect, sinless life. He took the cross because I am a sinner, you are a sinner, everybody's a sinner. When we sin, we merit eternal damnation in hell, a fiery torment where we will know that we are there. We will have weeping and gnashing. Well, I won't because I'm not going to go to hell. But when you believe the gospel, you understand that, that God the Father poured his wrath out on God the Son, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus was buried to show that he physically died, to show that sin had been punished. When Jesus physically rose three days later from the grave, not only does it show his power over death and that he's king, it shows that there is a new covenant. That new covenant, the salvation from your sin, is to believe the gospel and to obey it. When you believe the gospel, you're going to do what he says, which is you're going to believe that Jesus took your sins, that he physically rose from the grave. You're going to confess his lordship over everything. When he says, all power in heaven and earth are mine, you believe that, which means you behave it. You're going to repent of your sin. You're not going to continue to do the things that you were doing. The stuff that gets you deserving to go to hell, you're going to turn away from that. 
And when you do it, you're going to turn away from it. And when you do it, you're going to turn away from it. You're not going to purposefully walk in sin. You're going to repent of that sin. And you will be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That is the entryway into his church. This is not what I'm saying. This is what the Bible says. When people asked, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. This is you taking on Christ. You are dying to him. You are coming back to him. Baptism is not a work. It is an operation of the Lord. Just like the circumcision of the heart without hands is done by the Holy Spirit. Romans 2 verse 29 is the circumcision of your heart. Colossians 2 verse 12 says that baptism is a work as an operation of the Lord. All right. So uh, anyway, that is the, um, so you need to believe the gospel. You need to obey the gospel. Um, Folks, thank you for paying attention. I hope this was a blessing to you. Um, If it was, the best way that you can say thank you is, you know, share the content, but also go to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com dot com slash Jaren take the money you're already spending and switch it over if you'd like myself or someone who is with me to call and explain what's going on give us a sign up it's no pressure no hassles it's a better way I've actually saved money it, it changes the way that you think about product purchase which is not a bad way because the way that we've been trained uh, to think about product purchase has gotten us susceptible and dependent on the globalist big box stores So change the way that you think, put your dollars into the war, and make sure that they have the biggest bang for their buck because they're uh, helping American manufacturing simultaneously taking away from the globalist godless commies. Sign up at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. You can also go to the humblewb.coffee website. Appreciate your time. Lord willing, we'll be back. Um, Not going to do tomorrow. It's uh, Dale's birthday. He turns nine tomorrow. So I'm not going to do a stream tomorrow. We're going to celebrate Dale and his ninth birthday. God bless. Um, Until then, Lord willing, we'll be back Monday, maybe. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. I am Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Do not quit. Go to war.